What is happening, everybody? My name is Larry Roberts, and I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to, as Andrew already told us, the final presentation of this PodFest, PodFest Masterclass Series. It's been a tremendous two weeks, and I'm honored to be a part of it. So what am I talking about today? Well, I'm talking about that social platform that everybody's heard of, but maybe you haven't gotten involved just yet. It's Clubhouse. If you have got involved, maybe you've been a little tentative about moderating because, well, there's a lot of pressure when you're the you're in the spotlight, you're holding the room, you're holding court. So the whole idea behind this presentation is to help you get some tips and some tricks and some practical application that you can use to take your rooms to the next level when you are moderating. So let's get started. In case, just in case you haven't heard of what Clubhouse is, let's go ahead and clear that up for you. Clubhouse is part talk radio, part live podcast, and can even be like a live event that's mobile. It's so cool. It's one of the coolest things ever. Uh, The company describes itself as a new type of social product that's based on the cool thing that you and I love the most, our voice. That is what makes it so cool, man. It allows us to talk. We all love to do that. Tell stories. We're pretty good at that, too. Develop new ideas. I know I'm getting ready to launch a new podcast, and the idea came from Clubhouse. It's amazing. Uh, deep in friendships, man, I've established some real, real friendships from people that I've met on Clubhouse that I probably wouldn't have met any other way. And you also get to meet interesting people from all over the world. And that, too, is one of the things that makes it so cool because whenever you're on the platform, there's no telling what other time zones that you're interacting with. And you meet people literally from all around the globe. Now, there's been a complaint up until recently, but Larry, it's only for Apple users. Well, that's no longer the case. So I want to take this opportunity and say welcome to all of the Android users as well. Just this past Sunday, May the 9th, they officially announced that they are rolling Clubhouse out to Android users. And I, for one, am very, very happy to hear this. Now, I'm an Apple product kind of guy myself uh, when it comes to phones anyways. That's about the only place I use it. But the thing is, if you are an Android user, you now have access to this tremendously powerful platform and although it is still on a limited scale and they've they've minimized the functionality that they've rolled out so far, they are taking notes. And before long, you're going to get that full clubhouse experience that we've been living with for the past several months. And you're going to love it. Well, that's all well and good. But how do I start leveraging this platform to do the things that I hear people are doing? They're gaining clients. They're growing their brands. They're growing their podcasts. They're gaining new listeners for their podcasts. How do I do all this? Well, considering it is a platform that only focuses, right, on voice, the first step in sounding like a pro is to have the equipment that allows you to sound like a pro. A lot of times people can be moderating these these clubhouse rooms and maybe they're using Bluetooth, maybe they're talking directly into their phone. And if you don't sound great, well, that already puts a little ding in your credibility armor. So, This is the setup that I use. By no means do you need to have something this robust in order to sound great on the platform. But I already had most of this equipment, so it just made sense to pick up a dongle here and a cable there and piece everything together so that I sound the exact same way on my podcast as I do in a clubhouse room when I'm moderating. And it works out really well. So let's just go through it real quick. quick. Uh, Start off with your mobile device, either your iPhone or, ha-ha, Android device, they both work great now. 
Uh, I personally, you're going to need a microphone. I personally use the Shure SM7B, but by no means do you need to go out and get a Shure SM7B. It definitely wasn't my first podcasting mic, so there's no need to run out there and drop that kind of coin on the mic. I had to build my way up. I started off with a snowball. So, <laughs> you know, what is that, a $35 mic or something like that? At least back when I bought it. But you could use the Shure. The Rode Pod Mic is a great mic as well that'll work just as well. The Samsung Q2U, that's one of my favorites that I recommend regularly. It's got a great entry-level price point, and it sounds terrific. Uh, and then, of course, the classic, the uh, the Audio-Technica, the AR, uh, ATR2100X is the latest version of that. That works tremendously well also. Now, if you go with something like a Shure SM7B, you're going to want to get a little boost because not everybody has this robust voice that I have. So, <laughs> and I use one too, man. You got to get yourself a cloud lifter because the cloud lifter is going to make your life a whole lot easier and make life with the vocal cords a lot easier as well. So what that does for you, it just kind of gives you, gives you 25 decibels of gain is what it does. So you don't have to speak at the top of your lungs in order to be heard. It helps you out that way. It gives you a little extra boost. Next, you're going to need an interface, and I use the Rode, uh, the Rodecaster Pro. You don't have to use the Rodecaster Pro. There are other interfaces that will work as well. The Rodecaster just makes everything so simple, and it keeps everything divided up at the track level, so everything is on its separate track. So if I do record my clubhouse rooms and I use them as a podcast, everything is already broken out, and it makes editing so much easier. But you've also got the pod track. And again, there are a variety of other options out there for you to use. Then you're going to use a variety of cabling depending on your device. You're going to want a TRRS cable so that you have your microphone access and your stereo audio. And then if you're an Apple product user, you're going to, you, we all live the dongle life. So you're going to need yourself a dongle in order to connect all this fun stuff together and plug it into your Rodecaster Pro. So that's just a quick overview of some of the equipment that you can use. But again, you do not need to use it all. Now, let's talk about starting a room. In order to moderate a room, you probably need to know how to start a room. So starting a room is very, very easy. And there are a couple of different ways that we can do it. And the application of the method we use varies depending on our needs. So regardless of how we're going to do it, we're going to start off in Clubhouse and we're going to be in the what they call the hallway. Now, in the hallway, that's where we can browse and see the variety of rooms that are already in action that we could join if we chose to. However, we're kind of wanting to moderate. Now, that doesn't mean we couldn't join a room and be promoted to moderator. I've seen that happen quite often, actually. So that can happen. But if you want to be the one in control and you want to get your message out, you are going to want to start your own room. Now, you can do that on the fly simply by hitting the big green button down at the bottom of the hallway that says, well, start a room. They keep it pretty simple for us, don't they? So, you know, one of the terminology, some of the terminology that you might hear when referring to starting a room is also spinning up a room. That's what all the cool kids call it on Clubhouse these days. So we're going to talk about spinning up a room just spontaneously here. So the first thing that you're going to want to do after you hit that start a room button is you are going to see a new screen. It's going to be kind of the sub screen here. And we're going to want to add a topic. So we're going to go ahead and press on this green hyperlink right here and add a topic. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of these icons once we go through our topic selection. 
So what you'll do here is you'll give the room a topic or a name. Now you want to be as thorough as possible and you want to be clear and concise with the title of your room or the topic of your room because you're spinning this thing up on the fly. So you're going to want to make sure that it appeals to your ideal listener or your ideal audience member. And in order to do that, we have to craft the topic of the room accordingly. Now they do limit us a little bit on Clubhouse. They only give us 60 characters in an effort to craft the topic of this room. So I highly recommend that you use every one of those 60 available characters. Something else you can do, there are some third-party apps out there that will allow you to modify your keyboard to where you can uh, you can modify the font, you can use bold, underline, italics, uh, emojis, the whole nine yards and add those to the topics of your room and really do everything you can to get attention so that you have people joining the room and taking part in the conversation. So once you've inserted your topic here, go ahead and just hit that set topic button. And that's gonna take us back out here to this subscreen. Now we have a couple of other selections that we need to make as well. We need to decide the security of the room. Most likely, most likely you're gonna just leave it wide open. You want anybody to be able to join your room, but you're going to attract the people that you really want. How? By targeting that audience with our topic. So leaving it open is probably the selection you're going to use most of the time. However, you could also choose the social selection, which is open to people that you follow, and then also closed, which will allow you to make it a private room and it's invite only. So you literally have to go out and invite people to join you in the room. Now it's interesting because this is a great way also to have off topic conversations. If you're in a room and you've shared some value and someone has followed you and they've reached out to you say on Instagram, which is usually the most common place that people reach out because you can embed your Instagram account and your Twitter account, but most people go through, uh, through Instagram to reach out and make direct contact from Clubhouse. So what you can do then is you could instantly spin up a room, right? Keep it closed for just you and that individual. And next thing you know, that individual could turn into a client because you can have a private meeting. So that's very cool. It's a great use of that functionality right there. Next up, you're going to select a club. Now, I wanna be very clear here because a lot of people get confused. You do not need to have a club in order to start a room. You don't need to be the member of a club to start a room. But if you have a club, you're probably going to want to start the, the room based on your club. Or if you're a member of a club that allows you to start rooms, you're probably going to want to start it there too because there's some extra benefits. You get a little extra marketing push with your room if it's sponsored by a club. So make your selection on the club that's sponsoring the room or leave it blank. You don't have to have one. And then just hit that let's go button and it's that simple. Let's go. Now, that's a great way to start a room. However, the way that I like to recommend that people start rooms is they schedule them ahead of time. This gives you so many more benefits than just spinning up a room on the fly. Some of the benefits are that you're gonna stand out with that room. That room's gonna be on people's calendars. It's gonna show in upcoming events. It's gonna give you additional functionality that will allow you to promote the, the, the room got a little tongue-tied there, the, the room, so you can promote it. You can promote it on social media. They're going to give us links. We're going to go over all those details here in just a second as well. So in order to schedule a room, it's a little bit different and a little more in-depth than just spinning up a room on the fly. So what we're going to do, we're starting in the hallway once again in an effort to schedule a room. We're going to look up at the top toolbar there at the top of the hallway, and that middle icon, it looks like a calendar. So let's go ahead and hit that calendar button.
Next thing up, that's going to access the upcoming events for you. Now, also, though, over in that top right-hand corner, you're going to see another calendar icon, but this one's got a little plus node next to it. Let's go ahead and hit that as well. Now, here we have our new event information page, and this is where we really start filling out the details about the event that we're going to schedule. First and foremost, we're going to want to give that event a name. Now, me being the one that's scheduling the room, I'm automatically going to be the host or the primary moderator of this particular room. But you also have the opportunity to reach out to any of your friends or any of your followers and add them as a co-host or a co-moderator or a guest. So you could do that right here as well. Next up, you're going to select a date and a time. It's going to default to today. They really want you to get these rooms going. And for some reason, it defaults to 6 p.m. I don't know if that's the best time to do it or not, but that's what it defaults to. But you set it to what's convenient for you, and you pick the date that's convenient for you. Once again, we come down here, we have the opportunity to select a club. Again, you can schedule rooms as well. You do not need to schedule rooms through a club, but you have the same benefits of scheduling a room using a club as you do with just spinning up a room on the fly. Now, down here, finally, we're going to give the room a description. Now, this is really, really critical because you really want to draw people in. You really want to draw in that ideal audience. And here, instead of only having 60 characters to outline the topic of a room, we have 200 characters. So take advantage of those 200 characters. If you're planning out a room, which I highly recommend we plan ahead of time, but we're going to talk about that later in the presentation as well. Plan out your description. Write it out ahead of time and copy and paste it into the document here. That way, you know you've got a very laser-focused pitch and a laser-focused description for the room that you're scheduling. Once we have all this information populated, all we have to do now is hit the Publish button. So we'll go ahead and hit that Publish button, and then we'll get this little subscreen down here that confirms the fact that we have set up a room and here's what we can do with that going forward. We have these four buttons down here at the bottom that'll allow us to share the room. We can tweet the room directly. We can copy the link. And although I gotta be honest, the, the last button's escaping me and I can't see it because of the Zoom tools, but you have four different options as well that you can use. Oh, you can just share directly. That is right. There is a share button where it would allow you to share to various social media platforms as well. So there we go. Was thinking off the old noggin there. But you also have the opportunity to edit the room if you need to. You can simply hit the edit button and you can go in and edit any of anything about the room from the title to the host to the description, the whole nine yards. You have that available to you as well. Now, let's get down to business. How do we moderate a room after we've got it scheduled? This is where the real finesse comes into play. This is where all the technique comes into play because being a moderator, it's up to you to set the tone of the conversation of a room. Your input, you, you're going to have this little green icon or this little green jelly bean that's right next to you that identifies you as a moderator of the room. And people are going to look to you for guidance. They're going to look to you for answers. And they're going to look to you to control the flow and the energy of the room. So I don't want to put too much pressure on you. But you got to be on your game if you're going to be a moderator, all right? So some of the things we're going to talk about is setting the stage and the rules of, of a room as a moderator. We're going to talk about maintaining the conversation. We're going to talk about managing the audience. And then we're going to wrap this presentation up with some pro tips that are really going to help you take your moderation skills to the next level. So setting the stage and the rules. First and foremost, as a moderator, as I mentioned before, you're going to have the little green bean that's sitting here next to your name that designates you as a moderator. 
Now, if you are the moderator that's in the top left-hand corner of the room, you are the primary moderator. You've, you've scheduled the room. You've started the room. That lets everybody know, really, this is your room. And everybody to the, to the right of that and on the additional rows, they're co-moderators, essentially. So introduce yourself, and here's where you can make a decision. Either you as the main moderator can introduce the other mods, or the other mods can go one by one and introduce themselves. Now, if you look at this screen capture that I used here, there are nine moderators on this stage. If each moderator takes two minutes to introduce themselves, you've got nine of them. You've just blown through the room, 18 minutes worth of a room with just introductions. And please believe me when I tell you this happens all of the time. And this is one of the most frustrating things there is about Clubhouse is when you go into a room and you're there for a reason and they spend the whole time as moderators talking about who they are and what they do and what their business is. And they give you the old follow me CTA, which I, I totally approve of a follow CTA or call to action. But that's not why everybody's there. That's not why the followers are there. That's not why the audience is there. So you as the main moderator, you want to kind of set the stage for the amount of time you're going to take with introductions. So keep it down to just a few words and then get right into what the room is all about. Now, in doing that, you want to welcome the audience to the room. Hey, everybody, what's happening? My name is Larry Roberts, and I want to welcome you to another room here of Breakfast with Champions. That sets the stage. That lets them know what this room is all about. Then you can expand on that and go into the details of what we're going to be covering in the room. That takes me to my next line right here. Give a brief room description. Hey, why are we here today? Well, we're here for X. And you want to take that X, which is just the variable, and you want to fill it with value. I see a lot of decline in people that are using Clubhouse, and I'm seeing the room shrink a little bit, right? Because the rooms, they're, they kind of got off on a tangent of being kind of just self-congratulatory, uh, right? It was just everybody pumping up themselves, and they weren't providing value to the listeners. That is first and foremost. Always, always, no matter what your room is doing, what it's about, or who's on the stage, or whatever, it's all about bringing value to those in attendance. So clearly define that value and clearly define why everybody is there today. Then also define the rules of the room. Uh, talk about hand raising. How are you going to be managing hand raising? If you're not familiar with hand raising, that's how folks in the audience bring to your attention that they'd like to contribute to the conversation. Either they have a question or they can add some value to the conversation with a point of their own. You can talk about the order of the speakers. Maybe you've got a, a lineup of the speakers that are going to be speaking on the stage. Announce that so everybody knows what's happening there. Then also speaker stage management. You know, if you do allow hand raising, which I highly recommend that you do, because once again, it's all about value and engagement in these rooms. If you do allow people from the audience to come up to the stage, make sure that you don't let your stage get way too cluttered with too many speakers. A lot of folks like being up there with the moderators because it gives you more exposure and it, it kind of sets a little credibility just being up there on the stage. And that's great, but at times it makes it very, very difficult to moderate the room effectively if your stage gets a little too cluttered with too many speakers. Now, I just touched base on this as well. The CTA, always have that CTA, that call to action. Let everybody know, hey, here's the value that we're bringing. If you would like to know more, please feel free to take a look at our profiles and give us a follow if you think we could bring additional value to you as well. Not a big believer in going, hey, everybody, just follow all the moderators. Not a lot of value there. 
because all of the moderator moderators may not be what this one individual is looking for. It's great for growing your following, but we're not there to grow a following. We're there to provide value. And now the following will come. And again, I still believe in the CTA to follow, but follow for the sake of, of providing value. Maintaining the conversation. If you get into a room, like this room here only has four moderators. Maybe this audience blows up. Next thing you know, you've got hundreds of people in the audience. You've got all kinds of things going on. Topics are here and people are over there. And it gets a little chaotic from time to time. If you need to, don't hesitate to ask for help. Don't hesitate to add additional moderators to the room. Of course, you don't just want to go adding moderators all nimbly bimbly, but you want to reach out to somebody that you trust, bring them up and make them a moderator. Another pet peeve of old layers. Yeah, let's keep the conversation on topic. You as a moderator, you control the flow of the convo. So keep it on topic. People were coming to the room for one thing, and that's the topic that was outlined and the value that you're going to bring that's associated with that topic. So please, by all means, I understand that conversations tend to branch off. They tend to evolve, and that's cool. But let's just make sure that we keep thing focus, things focused as moderators. Uh, acknowledge audience input. Make sure that you acknowledge the fact that you brought someone on the stage and they contributed to the conversation. Thank them for their contribution. Reinforce their contribution. Maybe even dig a little bit deeper, but make sure you acknowledge everybody that comes up there on that stage. You know, sometimes the room may not quite have the energy that you're looking for, and you may need to go ahead and spark the conversation a little bit further. So let's use some fun and maybe engaging questions to maintain that engagement from the audience. Some people refer to these as popcorn questions. They maybe just be random questions that are kind of fun that are somewhat topic related, but it gets responses coming in. It gets that energy flowing and it gets everybody on the same level again. Now, something that I did when I started this presentation, what did I do? I kicked it off with some tunes, man. I am seeing that all over the place on Clubhouse and I got to tell you, I love it. Kick the room off with some tunes, have some engagement, incorporate some sound effects. Somebody says something cool, pump them up with a round of applause, man. <laughs> Give them a laugh. A laugh track works too. Somebody's really giving you something valuable. Cha-ching, baby. Give them the cash register. It works. But you know what, what it does more than anything is it keeps the energy going. It keeps everybody moving. It keeps everybody engaged. And now you're also going to have from time to time that unintentional hot mic. You're going to hear somebody maybe giving their orders at the drive through or maybe somebody's little rugrats going to be crying or something in the background. And you don't want to hesitate. to you, you don't want that to happen. You want to go ahead and mute those unintentional hot mics. So be aware of that and let your, your additional moderators know to keep an eye out for those as well. Managing the audience. You're going to want to reset the room from time to time regularly if you want to set a schedule. And the reason you want to do that is because people come and go from the conversation. So in order to do this, what we're going to do is called a PTR or a pull to refresh. You simply run your finger down the face of the room and it refreshes the room. It re reorganizes the moderators and it reorganizes the speakers at the time they join the stage as well. This gives you an opportunity to repeat the purpose of the room and also repeat the rules of the room so that anybody new that's joined can be right on on page, on the same page you are. Uh, bringing people to the stage, once again, I mentioned that if you're going to bring somebody up, be sure you let them contribute, acknowledge that contribution, then gently put them back into the audience. 
You can also turn on or off hand raising if you don't want to be taking questions right now. I don't recommend you do this. I get turned off instantly when people turn off hand raising. I'm there to contribute. I'm there to, to, to be involved. And I want to be able to raise my hand. Hey, I've got something to say. So use that sparingly. And always, 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 we're going to be seeing an influx of these with Android. Always acknowledge the party hats because those are the new users. Now, pro tips. I had mentioned this earlier. You're going to want to plan your rooms. You want to have a direction for the rooms. Now, again, spinning up a room per se, just on the fly, you're not going to plan that. That's a spontaneous room that's going to cover a spontaneous topic. And that's all well and good. But if you're scheduling your rooms, plan ahead. Have a purpose, have a goal and a message and make sure that you stay on that goal and you deliver that message and you deliver the value that's associated with that message. Have a back channel. This is huge. This is so huge. Have a back channel for all of your moderators, whether you're using Instagram or maybe you have a Slack channel that you've gotten with everybody ahead of time and everybody can communicate in the background. Use that back channel to make sure that you can maintain the room and you may need to have conversations with your moderators that you can't necessarily say on the stage. Maybe you've got somebody that's kind of out of control on the stage. You're going to go, hey, can you give me some help on this one? Whatever it may be. Maybe it's going off topic. Maybe you need to say, hey, let's get this thing refocused. Whatever it is, have a back channel and make sure that your moderators know how to use it. Ask for mic flashes from time to time from the speakers to make sure that they're still on the stage. Some of these rooms can go on and on. I've seen them last for hours on end. And sometimes the speakers get up there and they just kind of camp out. So go ahead and from time to time, ask for the speakers and the moderators to flash their mics just to let you know that they're still engaged. Be mindful of the room and the stage size. That goes right back to managing the conversation and managing the audience. Clearly define the length of the room. I like to go into a room that I know when it's going to start and when it's going to end. Clearly define that throughout the time frame in the room. Every time you do a PTR, the whole nine yards, let everybody know and set their expectations accordingly. And when you're closing a room, Make sure that you close it in a professional manner. Don't just go, all right, that's it. <laughs> do a last call for questions. Ask anybody, hey, do you have one last question? We're about to wrap up. Anybody have a closing question? Moderators, do you have a contributing piece that you, you, you got one more tip or one more uh, piece of information that you want to share before we close the room? And also, this is a perfect time to turn off hand raising after you've asked for that last call. Finally, you want to thank everybody for joining the room and give that final CTA, whatever it may be, go ahead and give that CTA. Ask for the follows, but again, based on value. Make sure you include everybody. I hate it when they say, hey, just follow all the moderators. Guess what? There are other speakers that came up on that stage that contributed sometimes more than the moderators. So why not follow them too? Include everybody. The platform is about inclusivity and taking part and being engaged. Go out of your way to make sure that everybody feels like they're a part of the conversation and that they are engaged. And that wraps it up. That is Clubhouse, moderating rooms like a pro. Once again, my name is Larry Roberts. You can follow me on Clubhouse at Larry Roberts. And that really is my profile pic. I know it's a little ridiculous, but it stands out and I get comments on it all of the time. And they know when I enter a room and it's because of the profile pic. So I highly recommend maybe you do something a little fancy with yours as well.